Matt Hanna. And this is Horror Hour with the Hannas. Where we talk about all of your favorite scary movies. In the wise words of Bodies, 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 today's episode is a podcast about hanging out with your smartest and funniest friend. So today features our great friend, Jason, and we are covering The Conjuring. Feel free to say hello. What up, what up? (laughs) We just said that Jason had a gas leak in his house. I don't know where this is. (laughs) (laughs) And you're calling him our smartest friend. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah. Yeah, she said that every movie. episode so far. Oh, um, you didn't have to say that part. <laughs> sorry. Um, I know. We, we, I think we need another one. No, I like it Every so time? Much. Okay, I, all right. I love that one. quote. It's so funny. Um, also, I have this issue every time we do an episode where when I say horror hour, I yeah. think of Frank Reynolds Whores. just saying whores. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like, I can't say that word. Um, but anyway... So, tell us about your experience with horror movies before watching The Conjuring. Have you seen a lot? Do you like them? Uh, no, I don't like them very much. I haven't seen very many of them. I saw Sinister one time in theaters. A couple of the Final Destinations. Maybe a Scream. No, that's Scream. You've probably seen Scream. Yeah. You watch yeah. Those. I love that movie. No, what's the uh, scary movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe one or two of those. <laughs> that's about it. So, Why don't you like them? In the past. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just, uh, I guess I just get too into them, you know, and then I'm just like waiting for the scare to happen. And then when it does, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I'm like, I'm just like thinking about it too much and then like waiting for it. The anticipation gets me, but then like, you know, I'm just like waiting for the scare. So then when it comes, I don't know. Yeah. You gotta let the movie come to you. That's how I've always described. Like watching a movie is an art sometimes. It's like. Let it come to you. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to go searching always. Like, yeah. You find it. But it's it's not easy. I kind of thought that you wouldn't like horror movies because for the listener at home, Jason like outlogics every movie and like tries to find the logic in every scene and we'll be like, well, that's not realistic. And we're like, it's a movie about <laughs> Jason likes to fight with the movie sometimes. Shit. So, Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of figured that's you a fair like point too. A lot of the really bad because, horror movies, yeah. and there's a lot of really bad horror movies. I feel like, yeah. Yes. Or just like cheesy. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of assumed that you would have that problem or like see even the conjuring, which Newsflash is a great movie. <laughs> I thought that you would be like, well, this is realistic because <laughs> ghosts don't are real and yada yada. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Let's let's talk background Actually, on this wait, movie. Actually, wait, quick question. Yes. I'm already like derailing. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Yes, you me. Yeah, both of you. This kind of a... I'm back and forth, but no currently. Jason? No. Yeah. I'm a yes. I like to believe, but... No. I'm I think yes. I'd like to, but yeah. No. I don't want to. Oh, you I think don't it want would to? help me a lot <laughs> if I didn't. I think it would help my anxiety a lot, but I do. And I've lived in supposedly haunted houses that are like historical. Um, the Borden Tennis. So, so this yeah. is hard. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think I'd love to because I think it's so fun, but I, I just can't get behind it right now. Well, it might change. The house where my mom lived in before she moved out of Borden Town was supposedly haunted hmm. and like some of the neighbors in the building had been like oh i've seen this <laughs> <laughs> and i was terrified of that basement more than most basements which all basements are scary but it looked like the basement of the especially conjuring. the basement in this it movie was not yeah. cute. 
But, but anyway, the let's Conjuring. Let's talk about background on The Conjuring. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll say I saw this movie for the first time in 2013, which is when it came out on a date. And I did not actually enjoy it that much <laughs> the first time. Um, I've seen it mm, at least six or seven times, I'd have to guess. I will. I think I've had to. I mean, and Hannah, where are you on this? When did you see it? Uh, so what happened is when The Conjuring 2 was coming out was when Matt and I were dating and Matt said, well, I saw The Conjuring on a date, so I need to see The Conjuring 2 on a date. <laughs> so he made me watch The Conjuring so we could go see Conjuring 2. And at the time I saw Conjuring 2, I lived alone. It was a really bad experience. <laughs> I did not sleep for a very long time. That movie was time. scary. I think this one's significantly better, and I don't love The Conjuring but 2. But at the, the time, it, might be scarier. it made me, yeah, yeah. It scared the shit out of um, me. But yeah, so that's So how many times have you seen it, it since? Do you know? Three or four? Three or four, probably. So I, that's why I think I'm at like six or seven. Yeah, because we've watched... Every time I've watched it, he's been with you okay um, i recommend this movie a lot and it's <laughs> sick as fuck and this and is jason's first time yeah, around yeah i watched it about i guess 10 minutes ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> a couple um, beers in you too yeah <laughs> what a fun ride do they help they make it better worse oh the movie is great yeah all right <laughs> i guess i don't want to say too much but yeah it's coming right <laughs> in yeah. so, tell us about more the movie, background Hannah. yeah uh like you said came out in 2013 starring patrick wilson and vera F- Famiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's directed by James Wan and written by Chad and Carrie Hayes. And this is our second James Wan movie after Insidious. Yes. Yes, it is. And Insidious walked so The Conjuring could run. I was thinking that too. (laughs) Um, Where do you put Saw in that though? Because Saw is... It's just different. Oh, true. This feels more like similar to... Insidious, see, yes, like for sure. I feel like any one. any mistakes and pitfalls that I or problems I had with Insidious are, are like almost fixed in this, in this yeah. movie. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. And then malignant perfect perfection. Or uh, I, can't, I can't speak. <laughs> yeah, we have some differing opinion there. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know where I align or put malignant in all of these, but malignant's awesome. So something we do on this pod, Jason, is we do fifteen second summaries where Ooh, okay. um we're going to give you fifteen seconds to. Tell me what the plot of the movie is. In fact, you can go fast, slow. So, I, I try to go as fast as possible. But. Yeah, Matt likes to like speed, like race the clock, but I don't. Like, I'll take all my fifteen. Oh, Jason's like he's, down he's writing stuff down. Well, I'm, I'm pulling up the timer. <laughs> yeah, the second the timer's up, you gotta go. <laughs> all right, Anna, me and go. Uh, so let's see. Uh, family has this weird Dow. They give it to this one guy, ends up in the collection, then they go back to this other family, uh, seemed like it was farther back in time. Uh, they buy this crazy house, don't do any inspection on it, don't know that they have a basement <laughs> in the entire house. Oh boy. I want to hear the rest, though. That's 15, but yeah, get, yeah, just let them keep going, because this is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they find the basement, and then they find the rest of the, the haunted house, uh, bring in a couple of people that think they're experts, and... Uh, <laughs> they figure out what's going on. They all get spooked, and uh, eventually everything's okay. All right, all right. <laughs> so the inspection thing really got me. And I was like, I gotta let you yeah, keep going. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where this is going, and I love it. You want to go? go next. Next. Yeah, yeah, you can go next. You ready? Fifteen like seconds is a lot quicker it's fast. than you think. Yeah, yeah. It's fast. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Go. Haunted house calls in Ed and Lorraine Warren. They fix it. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> All right. That's going oh, to be the plot of The Conjuring I feel like I have to do a real one. Yeah, uh, do. I don't know if I can. <laughs> Put your timer down. Okay, go. In the wise words of Dom Toretto, family. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. 
actually listen to the job seriously. Because <laughs> oh, Matt, <laughs> either Matt or I will always have some bullshit ass. This really is just a Fast and Furious movie, if you think about it. It was all about family, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got Jason. I hope somebody's laughing from that one. I make myself laugh. <laughs> we are now going to review a full summary of the movie. There is a brief content warning for the summary with brief mentions of suicide. In 1968, demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren are investigating the Annabelle case, in which roommates say that they have a possessed doll. They explain that after they contacted a medium, they allowed the spirit, who claimed to be seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins, who died in the apartment, to possess the doll. Unable to get rid of the doll, as the hauntings had become more disturbing, they decided to desperately reach out to the Warrens. The Warrens then explain how the doll was never really possessed and was a conduit for a demonic spirit that manipulated the roommates so that it could eventually take over one of their bodies. Three years later, in 1971, Roger and Carolyn Perrin move into a farmhouse with their five daughters and their dog. The dog refuses to enter the home. Paranormal events occur within the first few nights. Every clock in the house stops at 3.07 a.m. each night. Their dog is eventually found dead in the morning, and Carolyn wakes up with large bruises. Members of the family are also attacked by a spirit. Carolyn contacts the Warrens, who meet with her and agree to conduct an initial investigation, during which Lorraine, a clairvoyant, sees that dark forces have latched on to the parent family, and leaving the house will not free them. To gather evidence, they place cameras and bells around the house. Further research reveals that the house once belonged to an accused witch named Bathsheba Sherman, who sacrificed her week-old baby to the devil and hung herself in 1863 at 3.07 a.m. in the morning after cursing all who take her land. There are reports of numerous murders and suicides throughout the years in the houses that were built on the property. One morning, Bathsheba appears to Carolyn and fully possesses her. That night, the group hears a spirit luring one of their daughters into a wardrobe where she reveals a secret passage. Lorraine enters the passage and falls down to the cellar where she sees the spirit of a woman who Bathsheba had possessed long ago and used to kill her child. Bathsheba attacks another daughter and the incident is caught on camera. The Warrens conclude that it is sufficient evidence to receive authorization from the Catholic Church to perform an exorcism, but the Church explains that approval would have to come directly from the Vatican because the Perrin family are not Catholic. The Perrin family take refuge at a motel, but Carolyn takes two daughters back to the house to kill them. Ed and Lorraine find Carolyn in the cellar trying to stab her daughter. Lorraine warns that if they take Carolyn outside of the house, Bathsheba will kill her. So they tie Carolyn to a chair, and Ed attempts the exorcism himself. Though Carolyn escapes and attempts to kill her other daughter, Lorraine is able to call to her by reminding her of a special memory that she shared with the family, which allows Ed time to complete the exorcism, lifting Bathsheba's curse and condemning her back to hell. So normally, we'll like go into like how many times we hide, screamed, thoughts on the movie, yada yada. But because this is based off a true story, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit first. Nice. So and you didn't know Jason going in, right? Well, I read at the beginning, but yeah. I, I couldn't tell if you really processed it. So the whole time I was like, does he know? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what I thought about it. Yeah. Does it, like, do you buy it? Because again, I know you out logic movies. Like, do you buy it? <laughs> 
I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, a family bought a house that probably all that stuff did happen to it like a hundred years ago. Like the, uh, you know, the mom killing the, the kids and everything like that. And then they might have been seeing some weird stuff. Maybe there was just a weird gas leak at the basement of the house. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about the Warrens. I didn't really think about that too much after, but they, you were kind of talking a little bit about all the other weird cases that they've solved. I would probably just like to know more about them, maybe. Oh, yeah. I was thinking solved, the same thing. Solved. Yeah, solved yeah, or whatever they did. Know. Yeah. Operating under a skeptic's lens. Um, well, in real life, in 1971, the Warrens claimed that the Harrisville, Rhode Island home of the Perrin family was haunted by a witch who lived there in the early 19th century, which is in the movie. And according to the Warrens, Bathsheba Sherman cursed the land to whoever lived there, somehow died a terrible death. She was rumored to be a Satanist, and there was evidence that she had been involved in the death of a neighbor's child, but no trial ever took place. Hmm. So, yeah, the Warrens were called in. Andrea Perrin, who was the oldest of the five daughters, um, is now 64. She was 12 at the time of the haunting. Okay. And she said that the film has many elements of truth to it and some moments of fiction. She did say that whoever the spirit was perceived herself to be the mistress of the house and resented the competition that her mom posed. And she did, there was not an exorcism, like is in the movie, apparently. There was a seance, though. Uh, Lorraine has, like, insisted they would never perform an exorcism without the help of a Catholic priest. Which is also suspicious, because, like, they're often talked about as, like, the only people outside of the Catholic Church to perform an exorcism. I thought it was that they were able to assist in an exorcism. Okay, like, maybe. they performed along with priests. yeah. Maybe that's it, because I've always heard that link. That is their and thing. Lorraine was like, no, 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 no. We would never perform an exorcism without the church. So, was not an exorcism. Was a seance, though. And Andrea okay. says she did observe the seance of her mother and said that her mother began to speak of in a language not of this world, in a voice not in her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. She was 12. I get like my hair stood up. I know I don't. I'm skeptical, but like that's that's so the thing. Is, cool. Had she and, been like, like six, I'd be like, that's bullshit. But twelve yeah, is like, but twelve is kind of like that age where I like kind of start to buy it. Hmm. Like I don't. That know. is because a lot and a lot of other uh, stories, Jason with the Warrens, they people believe they're doing it for as publicity stunts. Specifically, what happens in The Conjuring Two, which takes place in the UK. Like, a lot of people thought the kids were just trying to get, like, attention, trying to, like, make money, basically. So, there is, like, a lot of There's a lot more in the second of, like, that case that's, like, debunked. Yes. But there's also some stuff that I don't, like, I don't know how to debunk from that one. Like, the tapes. The tapes are insane. The tapes are insane. We'll show you that eventually. Yeah. There's part where, basically, the girl's getting interviewed in the second one. And in real life, they have the tapes of her interview and her voice changes to this, like, old man's voice. And I don't know how, like, a small child they play it in the credits, I'm pretty sure. And it, like, actually made a hard for me to see. That was actually the scariest part of the movie was the credits. And it was But we're we're talking about two. And I feel like two is just so much worse than this one. Yeah. Sorry. But there are just things in real life. And I kind of... I, I do love the Warren cinematic universe, but <laughs> I like, <laughs> I hate that that's a thing. And I kind of wish that I think this one just is great and like really d- didn't need much beyond it. 
but yeah, I'm I mean, sure I feel like if that. they didn't include that at all and just made it a fictional story, it would have still been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the Warrens are great characters though in movies, well, not maybe not in real life, but some more. Yeah. yeah, so some more real life things is actually the husband Roger kicked the Warrens out because he was worried about his wife's mental stability, which is kind of he starts to like hmm. worry about her in the movie, I guess. But according to the eldest daughter, they stayed in the house. Because they couldn't afford to move, so they stayed for a decade. At which point, the spirits were silenced and the haunting ceased. So once the Warrens left. Who's to say? Yeah, of course. Like, I don't know. That's also part of it, is people think that the Warrens were possibly just, like, um... Kind of tricking people. Charlatans, whatever word I want to use here. Yeah, you know. There's also, um... Oh, wait, no, the Warrens, not the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Warrens. Like, we're going mm-hmm. around and just tricking people into thinking that they're being haunted. To, like, make it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And, and they used to have, like, a museum books. of their... Yeah, they've written books. They used to have a museum of, like, the artifacts from the cases. Yeah, again, like, Annabelle. Okay, like the movie. No, that's real. Or, what, yeah. Yeah, like should show, room, yeah. I should pull up a picture for you. Yeah, so... I'll all find it when talk, Anna. is wild. I find it hard to believe that, like, you could go through a variation of this and stay in the house. So that's kind of where I knew the eldest daughter saying that it happened, but then, like, to stay there for another decade. Yeah. Is a lot. Yeah, especially when they were poor. Like that. Yeah. Um, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, when you're poor, you, you don't have the means to just up and move. I yeah. know people say that about, like, homeless people all the time. Like, get a job. Well, how can I get a job if I don't have anywhere to put mm-hmm. my head at night or bathe, yada, yada whole cycle um but as we had mentioned earlier in the beginning of the movie it kind of starts with annabelle which was also a real case of theirs a real doll and the doll in real life matt's going to show you a picture and i want your reactions to what it you actually looks now? like yeah so this is okay. lorraine and the real doll in its case <laughs> careful touching the table hmm. yeah well, so a r- rag yeah. doll yeah, yeah. <laughs> More realistic, though, for somebody to just own, right? Porcelain dolls are really expensive, right? They're like hmm. collector's item. Raggedy well, Ann is... my mom recently tried to get me to take a porcelain doll. I might have mentioned this. Yeah, you did. Or I'm... Yeah. Or to me. I don't know if you yeah. mentioned it here. Uh, <laughs> but my mom tried to get me to take a porcelain doll. And you said it, no thanks. It's actually in that box of stuff I gave you guys with holiday decor. Oh, <laughs> oh what? You gave it to Jason? <laughs> yeah. She made me. She said it needs to go to a good home because it was my aunt's. She, she just oh. gave it to Jason without telling him? Yeah. That's incredible. I've got a haunted doll <laughs> in my basement this whole time. Just waiting. This is a great reveal. All the weird sounds I've been hearing, the running water, everything off. Okay. Well, now, now I know what to do. <laughs> but I will say, I feel like the Cabbage Patch, Raggedy Ann, like those style dolls, don't scare me to look at. I'd probably laugh and then get chopped up to bits. Yeah. <laughs> they don't scare me to look at. Like, I think the harder dolls are scarier. But if the Raggedy Ann doll started walking around my house, well, you won't hear that it. That's scary. You won't hear it. You won't hear it. It's like, oh my yeah, God. I have that picture in my head now and I'm like, don't, especially I don't because, like, it. how does that stay up? And, like, apparently, again, they found the doll in like weird positions. Stuff, so yeah, that's that was also so. Yeah, the Annabelle story at the beginning was well, like, being a doll like that would make a little more sense if it was getting brushed around by the wind. But yeah, well, they said it would show up in like positions that it shouldn't have been able to stay in yeah. as a raggedy mm-hmm. doll, like a porcelain. You could probably, I don't know if they have joints, yeah. but like like a Barbie has joints, right? You could like maneuver to yeah, certain things. Like a raggedy yeah. should not be able to just sit in certain positions that they said it was in. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. 
But that is like the story. They basically cover the the Warrens investigated that as well, and they pretty much cover that whole story as a little short story that's kind of our cold open. Which I think is very fun. It's really cool. Another Warren thing, and this is kind of my last Warren fact I wanted to talk about. So again, we've we've talked about how the Warrens may or may not have been the best people. And it has been said that Ed Warren was a pedophile. I learned that today from you. (laughs) Yeah. um, And had been... Well, allegedly. Allegedly... A pedophile. Yeah, Yeah. and sleeping with a 15-year-old girl, impregnated her. Lorraine and Ed made her get an abortion because they didn't want it to ruin their, like, family name and their legacy. Allegedly. Yeah. And there was other stories, right, of him being a creep? Or no? I don't know. I haven't, like, read too far into it. I just have heard that. And, again, all of the information about the haunting, all of that, like, these aren't coming from very good sources. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good sources don't really cover ghost stories. So, <laughs> Except for um, our friends at... Uh, Paranormal in Pennsylvania. Yep. Shout out. <laughs> You'll see them on an episode in the future. But yeah, reliable news media doesn't really cover hauntings and paranormal investigators. So I feel like with any of the information, I'm, I would take it with a grain of salt. But I think it's really interesting to like know that and then see these movies like you would not put that together no 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 these movies are definitely i think you said it before uh they're war and propaganda a hundred percent we'll make them look awesome they yeah. make them just look like wonderful people that was actually one of my yeah. like comments for the movie was this movie does a great job of like fostering the relationship of ed and lorraine together but also ed and lorraine with the family and it makes them look so good and so loving. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my goodness, I want them to be like Which my is, aunt and uncle. Like, they're so sweet. It also helps that hot. Vera and... Uh, they have great chemistry yeah, together. wonderful. Even in interviews, like, you'll watch and they clearly have really good banter as people. And it's definitely, you see it on screen. Yeah, they crushed. Their performances, I think, are really good in this movie. Probably the strongest part. And Lorraine did work on the movie. The real so, Lorraine. So, yeah, before she had, had already passed away. And be- Lorraine has since passed away, I think in like 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so her influence is the, definitely The daughters worked on it too, movies. though, right? Or no? They were the consultants? The Perrin family, I think, yeah. had some. Hmm. I don't know what their involvement looked like. But you can see, again, the impact of like, yeah. them. Well, I, I saw a picture today with all, it was all the adult parent daughters with their co or their uh, counterpart actor Aww. children <laughs> like while they were filming this movie so I know they were involved <laughs> in some way hmm. yeah from, from Twilight yeah one of the daughters is Renesmee <laughs> alright does so that cover all of our yeah, that's our all background and we background. can start talking about hides and screams yeah the Hannah <laughs> Hyde count was at four but two of those were for like an entire scene for me, yeah, multiple minutes. Yeah, yeah. These okay. Are just, just <laughs> okay. purely me because the other two did not hide. <laughs> I didn't hide. We know that about me. Though. Yeah, you don't hide. I didn't expect Jason to hide or scream, and I was pleasantly surprised. We'll find a movie category. eventually that I hide at. You've seen these, so it's kind of yeah. Know when there's something, happen. yeah, I'm sure we'll find. But something. you didn't hide at Barbarian in theaters, which is like the that, scariest fucking movie. I thought I was gonna pull a hamstring when I saw Barbarian because <laughs> I tensed my legs up yeah, so hard. It was so scary. <laughs> but one of the scenes, the entire scene, and I don't remember the one daughter's name, Joey King, yeah, and Nancy 
in the middle of the night uh, where her leg starts getting pulled and then she looks under the bed and then she's like, it's behind you. Oh, like, she's by behind the door. The door. Yeah. yeah, that shit, that whole scene I was watching. That was a great scene. Said, what did you say bed. about that? Yeah, I just like the uh, looking under the one side, then really looking underneath. Like, did you see something? And then I, I guess seeing it. But yeah, we never really saw what she was seeing. But yeah. And I know the thing like wasn't under the bed, but it really makes me feel good about how I like kind of run to the bed at night. Like I kind of like run and hop in. You jump. You jump from the door. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It depends on like what kind of mood I'm like. How. We can't I have am. your feet near the the. <laughs> no, that's the, the problem. I think I definitely right? probably get my kids' beds with no underneath of them. There bed. you go. That's yeah. smart. <laughs> Because I don't think anyone needs an under. Well, Who uses an under the bed? I, I, well, I, I also just, think yeah. when I was little, my dad used to like my dad apparently had hid under the bed once and made ET noises <laughs> to scare me because they knew I was really scared of ET. So I have like bed trauma apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I used to be scared to look at my window while I was sleeping, so I'd always face the other direction and like cover my head. I had to I was face the window of, when I was little. Yep, wouldn't I? Wouldn't there was a fire. I thought <laughs> I was scared there was somebody on my like uh, oh the shit. roof looking yeah. in. No, huh. mine was in like sec- like I no oh, one could be. Yeah, no, mine. somebody could have been standing on my like roof looking yeah, that's in my window. That scary. was very scary. <laughs> yeah, I was on a second floor growing up. Like if there was a fire, I had to I had a ladder. That oh, we kept in awesome. my room so that I had to, like, fling out the That's door. better. My parents would go out and hang from the gutter to drop yourself onto the deck. That was <laughs> no. what I was told. Because like, I'd have to run down you, the roof kiddo. and then hold onto the gutter. It'd actually be a hot tub. They said aim for the hot tub cover. Oh, that was oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that feels unsafe. Oh, it's no one do it. So just getting burnt in a fire. You know, yeah. pros and cons. Um, one of my uh, other sorry, go ahead. Uh, hides was when Lorraine was in the basement. Which time? When she falls through? Fuck, which time was it? Yeah, I, I think, think it was when, when she, she falls, falls through, through and then there's, um, then yeah, maybe she's looking away hanging body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. That is a very it, tense yeah. and scary scene that just goes on forever with her in the dark, like looking at the mirror, holding the flashlight, and then finally the. Well, she first sees the mom, Rory's mom, mm-hmm. and is like, look what she made me do. And then all of a sudden the body drops. I have. Found that to be one of the scariest scenes for me when I watched it with the legs. Like, sorry, so you see Bev Shiva's body is dangling. You only see the legs. You know what I'm talking about, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly rotate. And all of a sudden, (laughs) you're just like, what's going to happen? And then they just start moving at her. And it's like, there's no, I I don't know why it works so well because she's, there's nowhere for the body to go. It would run into things. But because it's like, go. Well, because she started to run away then again on opportunity. She just just hit right where she was. But but they do a camera trick where even though it seems like it can't go any further towards you, it does. And it just like starts going, and it like really creates this like yeah. Why well, do they, they do some kind of like weird like turn at the one way while she's running down yes. the side? But yeah, it's yeah. It was shot very nicely. It yeah, it is scary. I also was thinking when you said about the the bed scene. There's also the um, scene with the trunk or not trunk, the wardrobe. The wardrobe yeah. When you're expecting every, every everything has led us to believe there'd be something in the wardrobe, right? And then Did the finally, mom scene happen after, or is that before? Mom's after. before. Before? Mom? I don't remember which one. No, mom. Which mom when scene? she when she when, ma- when they're playing the oh, clap, the clap game? game. Yeah, was that before? That, that was before. before. Okay, because that was even more yes. reason to make you think there yes. was something. Everything there, leads yeah. us to believe it should be in the wardrobe, and then they do this incredible moment where the you see you're the like oh no, it's the other sister. Yes, the, well, the other sister is looking up, and you're like, why is she looking up? And they have the camera 
facing the wardrobe. The girl turns around and is like, what? And then they just raise the camera and quickly. And there's there. just an act. I think the first time we've really seen the face of her in the face of Bob Shiva, the, the demon witch lady, on there. And she jumps off. And it is just so, like... Yeah, I, it's like petrifying. It's I really good. Really loud. But, yeah, you laughed because you knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was but coming. I, and what, I I, what I wanted to say was, I, sheet, yeah. I think I said <laughs> that I felt like Insidious was a bad haunted house. I feel like this is like a very good, like top-notch haunted house because there's a lot of similarities. I'm sorry, Insidious has moments, but it is in some ways like a a low-scale haunted house yeah. where this is like the I'm paying good money to get professional like actors. Like a basement in there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> going in and walking around. Like, I'm talking about like when I go to what uh, Eastern State Penitentiary and stuff like that. That one's yeah. not that good. Or like the Scare House in No, Pittsburgh. I was going to say Eastern State is giving Insidious. Yes, yeah, yeah the, the Scare House in Pittsburgh is giving The Conjuring. It is still like huh. a ride, right? It is still kind of a theme park to some degree, but like it is much better. And I think the scares are... Um, they let you sit longer and like, or, or let you That's tough to build do up the life. suspense. That's tough to suspense. do in life. Correct. And they, they uh, divert your attention much better mm. to get you to go somewhere and let your guard down to get hit from somewhere else, which good haunted houses do. It's probably easier and harder to do in real life. Yeah. Like once the, you get someone kind of hooked, they'd really go in. Yes. It, but yeah. the, the good haunted houses I've been into, they'll get you in a room and they'll draw all of your attention to one spot and then they hit you from the side. It's like yeah. rafters in Jurassic Park. That definitely <laughs> happened to me at Eastern State. Yeah. Eastern State's okay. No, but. there was just that one room where he like snuck up on me because I was looking over my one shoulder like, oh my looking, god, and yeah. he came at me from the that's other That's how shoulder. good scares can be made in those situations. Tension's a little hard to do in real life, I agree. But, yeah. But this is, this movie is, it hits all of, I think, the important like haunted house horror notes, which is like the, the actual scares and the diverting your gaze, the actual suspense and tension, and like this movie also has heart. Which then adds this whole other element, which is fun. It does. A lot of it, yeah. Um, just general thoughts. We're kind of we already getting into we it. We did not finish the Oh, sorry. I, my bad. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm gushing over the movie. Uh, the scream count was... I was surprised because I thought the screams would be all me. And there were five. And one was Jason. And <laughs> I felt so good about which that. Which scene was it? Did I already talk about it? I don't think so. No, it was it was the one with the noose when she had that when she had the noose. Oh, and that was the so funny! Broke out. Oh, when she fell through the floor. Yeah, it wasn't even that scary. I was just like, oh man, I was just like, ah, they've been building it up. Um, yeah. yeah, it's when she finds the noose. The mom's like, dead. Yeah, she, oh no, it wasn't. It was Lorraine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was she right, goes yeah, right Lorraine's the floor. dead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she's getting hung by the bottom. Yeah, but oh, you, she you thought you but, thought she was gonna like? I thought she was dead. Dead. Yeah. She like squealed. That'd be crazy. Not anticipate it at all. So funny. Uh, also, this is definitely my jumpiest movie so far. Like, where I physically thought my Not heart insidious? was going to beat oh, out of okay. my chest. Like, over and over and over again. But I had three extremely bad, bad flinches where I, like, <laughs> really moved at least six inches. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good count. I had no screams. I think I had a couple, like, little, like, I'm excited things are going to happen because yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. But I definitely, I had a this lot of like, me. panic laughing. Yeah. But... It wasn't, like, screaming. Like, I knew it was going to happen, so I, like, laughed. You just thought about the first time we see a movie in theaters for this podcast? It's going to be impossible Fuck. to do the, the oh, hide yeah, count. Oh, yeah, not a count. <laughs> and there'll be more hides from both of us, I think. Probably. You'll have to have a little quicker in your pocket so you can take it around. Yeah, 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 That's a good idea. Statistically, I think, like, the Babadook had a lot of, like, hides and jumps, but that's because we had pressed him. So I think, like, per person, which I know in this case is all me, 
I think this might be the scariest movie so far, statistically. Oh. I'd have to count. It's just a vibe, a feeling. I don't, I don't remember the numbers being higher. I should think about that. I feel like with Insidious, these two are pretty. Scares are so there. different. And Scares I've been are so watched different. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. tough to pick. But, all right, does that put us in One the general One worth a few uh, bad scares, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, even mean like we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre and that like doesn't have these it's not jumpy, same but moments, it's... but like it gets into my brain a little bit more mm-hmm. because it, there are just moments where it's very real okay, fear. Yeah. Um, and so it's just completely different. It's hard to like rate. Like, and then it all depends on what scares you the most. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, we can move into general thoughts though. I like this movie. That's <laughs> I think it's good. I, I did not love it the first time I saw it and I was being dumb. Yeah, and then I, I continued that. to, hmm. I don't know, I was... Were you distracted. Just trying to be like, yeah, I was, I was you're too distracted being on my date, my first like date, or whatever hold, it was. Oh, were you trying to like hold her hand and shit? So yeah. you're like worried about that. Funny story too. I was 18 and she was 17, and we didn't realize she wouldn't be able to get in because it was rated right R. <laughs> and so we had to buy tickets for grownups too, and then sneak into the Conjuring. <laughs> I did that once Isn't to that get great? into a really bad movie that was rated R. And um, Gangster Squad is not bad. Uh, I never <laughs> saw it. I don't think. Yeah, it's got I was in not allowed to get into that one, so we bought it for uh, another movie. Love that. Well, for uh, for Sinister or whatever, yeah, my mom bought me, Tyler, Joe, and maybe Kerr. I forget who else. Tickets, and then left, didn't go in the theater. Then we got kicked out like five minutes in, so then we called my mom back, and she had she to come, come in. watch. And she like sat in the oh, back and watched funny. the movie, too. <laughs> oh, like, that movie the guy, like like ten minutes in there, was like, uh, where's the, the you know the person like, I of age that to have bought and all you these tickets? And we're like, not here, and then they yeah. kicked us out. Yeah. I, was but, saying, I, I think Sinister's scary. I've only seen it a couple times, and I don't think it's good. Yeah. I don't think it's a very good movie. I think it has some very good scares. That's a very good scares, yeah. The like, lawnmower. Was, uh, yeah. The lawnmower. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, that was, do you remember that? No. Where you I could only just saw it once, and I Jason, you can tell her about it. Or I'll, I'll <laughs> didn't retain. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But Basically, yeah. there's a shot where it's like a handheld camera, and the guy kids pushing his lawnmower, and you're like, "What's going on there?" And it's Ethan Hawke's watching the footage of this. Yeah, I know. and all of a sudden, Does he there's no. He runs over his parents. Oh, all of a sudden, sick. you just see their heads go under the lawnmower, and sick it's like fuck, so dog. scary. And Ethan Hawke freaks out. Kind of. side is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> Also, getting run over by a lawnmower is very scary. Oh, that's like yeah. real genuine that fear. Yeah. That's like Final Destination stuff. Like a lawnmower is yeah, the, uh, yeah. the biggest killer in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, want, I said something being rated R and I had a note that I should say that this movie is rated R. And it had no swearing, basically. Mm-hmm. And no really blood and gore. Yeah, and I remember being a big it, deal. Yeah. I remember being a huge deal that made me really excited to see this was it was rated R just because it was scary. <laughs> it was like so scary. I should. I, I need to violence. look and see. Did it say violence, dude? Did you see exactly? There's not much. I did not look it up. I'm just guessing. There's not much violence, but no, not really. I mean, there's people getting tossed in the assumption. walls and stuff, but they don't yeah. really get nearly as hurt as they should have from all that. But like, which is fine, yeah. But like, that didn't even look that violent. Yeah. It says frequent explicit violence, I guess. But oh, I think it's also because it's children. But then frequent nightmarish imagery. This Which article, is really cool. Yeah, this article says nightmarish rated, imagery. That's yeah. a fun one that you want to, to get be rated, rated R for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this article says rated R for sequences of disturbing violence and terror. <laughs> That's I was so cool. Terrified. There's not much you violence. There's it. threat of nobody. Yeah. There's gets, no sex. There's no cursing. And nobody dies. Yeah. And I was thinking about that too. Is like, well, it's like that under the bed scene. Those are the those yeah. are the scenes you don't want a 13 year old to watch and then actually get terrified of yeah. looking at the bed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm yeah, shocked. I, I didn't think about it till later that nobody in this movie dies. 
Hmm. Which like kind of blows my mind because like I, I think I said before like you need some stakes in movies. Sometimes I want somebody to like die. Yeah. I said about um, another about movie the dog. We watched the dog. The dog. You're right. But it's like there's no real tension. No one died. But it didn't matter in this one because the scares are so good. And you're so worried about these like little girls that even though nobody dies, you like feel the real fear and tension that they could. That and then, and then yeah. one almost first does. third of that movie does not let up. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. All right. I, I said yeah. I said I liked it. I want to talk about the thirds, but. What are your thoughts, Anna? It. Just I liked it. Any reasons why? Great yeah. movie. I have a lot of reasons why. Oh, okay. I We're going to go ahead. And Jason, not a horror movie fan. Uh, my favorite horror movie. I haven't seen many, but yeah. It is now your favorite. Yeah. That's we awesome. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We picked a good one for you then. Um, now we have to try to knock it off its perch. Yeah. No, we yeah, pick better ones. Yeah. That's awesome. This could be your gateway because I've, I've often described this movie as the- Honestly, um, maybe. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah I did leave that. But I found yeah. this movie to be the like part of the big renaissance of horror movies that we saw from like 2010s into 2020s now. Mm-hmm. And I know I said the two beforehand where it kind of felt like we were in a little – the 2000s were – Was that Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Okay, there, yeah. Were, there were good movies around the time, but there were still some like kind of slogs. The movies were very mean, which can be fun sometimes, but like – what do you mean by mean? They were very um not there were no happy endings. They all oh, okay. they had to end mean and end bad. They're pretty like unforgiving in certain ways. Um it definitely can it, not every movie, but that's how I remember. I guess it. I'm not a fan of happy yeah. ending movies, but I guess it worked in that one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. horror movies are the ones where if you earn okay it. to have it, yeah. But uh well, like it, if they're a slog through the whole movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there was also a lot of cash grabs in the twenty tens with horror. There still are, but mm-hmm. we did run it we did run in I without hereditary or excuse me. Without The Conjuring, I don't think we end up getting, um, honestly, Get Out, any Jordan Peele movies. We don't end up getting Hereditary, Midsummer, mm-hmm. things like that because they like kind of started perfecting this low budget thing. Because I think Blumhouse kind of came from these, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what, which Blumhouse has perfected the low budget horror. That's actually Blumhouse. Blumhouse. It's a Blumhouse Jason production. Blum's production company. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Insidious isn't, like, Insidious isn't. Blumhouse because Blumhouse didn't exist, but I think The Conjuring is. No, I'm not positive. I don't Either know way, what the I know. Conjuring is, but Insidious I know it's was Warner Brothers produced by Jason Blum and James Wan. Okay, so. then it, they might not be so exactly, it's like but OG it's still Blumhouse, kind of in that. But not yeah, Blumhouse. And I know we talked in that episode, but Insidious was made on no money. Hmm. I think their filming budget was hundred thousand, and the total budget of the movies maybe one point five million. I could be lying because. That's not a lot, yeah. But yeah, I'll have to look it up. But so, tell me, uh, Hannah, you want to get into why you like what works? I think the setup of this movie is so good. Um, They start with the Annabelle bit, which kind of like leads you. It's like a briefcase that basically tells you like what to expect from the movie, which I think is really fun. I think every detail, a lot of the scares, I'm not going to say every detail, but all of the scares in that first third of the movie are set up very well. The clap game, the dog won't come inside, the kid saying the basement smells, they show us the piano, they show us the ball in the basement. The matches on there. For, the that was a later movie, fall. but yeah. So all of those things are very early set up and they all pay off. Like those very small details that might just seem like a world building detail they all play off in a scare later, which I think is really fun. And you don't see that like a movie that thoughtful all the time, Hmm. especially in this genre. So I loved that. I also think that they set up 
the Warrens. I think it'd be horror 101, but I guess not. Yeah, yeah it's not. <laughs> I think the Warrens are set up extremely well. Like we said, it's very likable yeah. characters in their, not their first scene, but earlier in the movie when they're doing like their little class. I wasn't sure if they came in the play and then the mom shows up at the class. I'm like, yeah, God. you're like, aha. <laughs> so in their first class, they talk about how they're demonologists, but they have other names. Like they could go by paranormal investigator and then they go kook, wacko. And I thought that was again, like a cute way of making them seem like likable and relatable. And like, they know that this is silly, but they, you know, are doing the right thing regardless of the fact that people might not believe them. And I think their setup as characters is great. I think the movie does a great job of fostering relationships between all of the characters, and there's Family. so many <laughs> that it's really impressive <laughs> that they're able to do that. I think the first third of the movie, there are no breaks in scares. That shit just keeps it's a train they're, that they're, keeps on running, they, and it works. Sometimes that doesn't work, and you get like bored by it. But in this one, I don't know. There's just enough calm moments that the sta- scares like I keep coming in a way that I'm still scared but i think you said it before too the scares are different they are a little bit different yeah yeah what was my quote yeah Uh, yeah i was just like i was feeling exactly how the movie wanted me to feel i feel like every single scene like you're looking at the kids then you get the mom and dad and then that's like the way they bounce around yeah made you laugh when it wanted you to laugh did oh yeah the humor is funny the humor is great and i think the humor comes into play kind of in the middle of the movie more so than the beginning which i think is really helpful because it's when you need a break Mm mm-hmm because the first there's like that chunk of time where it just gets you nonstop. It's also because so they're having separate. A couple scenes that like bring you joy. <laughs> I'm saying great. it's because they're separate. The Warrens and the parents mm-hmm. are separate, and when they're together, it's like, oh, this is happy. Like this is like mm-hmm. good. Family's good, right? And then <laughs> Act Three is kind of when they re-separate, right? Because Bob Shiva figures out how to kind of yeah. split them a little bit more. Also, because they leave to get the exorcism uh, approved and everything, but then that's like. When shit hits the fan, then I got to come back together to fix it. Hmm. I also got to issue a correction because you're right, this wasn't Blumhouse, but Paranormal Activity was the start of Blumhouse. Oh, okay. shit. After talking shit sense, on yeah. it. However, I would say that Insidious was one of their bigger yeah. first ones. So maybe that actually led this kind of renaissance. And maybe The Conjuring was the proof to me that it was like here. But Insidious gave James Wan not his start, but like uh, more of the start in this yes. paranormal uh, horror. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of led to, name out to there in a different way. Yeah, for sure. But then from then on, you get the purge, you, which I've actually not seen. But then you get um, I just read the purge, split, get out, happy death day. You did that too. Hmm. You get, yeah, you get a lot. The There's a lot of fun stuff that they made though, and I feel like that kind of did prove that we could do this. Now you get the black phone with Ethan Hawke that came out. Oh, Sinister as well was Blumhouse. Yeah, so. I used okay. Sinister as Blumhouse. <laughs> But yeah, I think it really helped. And then again, you get A24 decides they're also going to get in on, do kind of some more art house horror. So sorry to derail again, but just wanted to (laughs) correct you and not be stupid. Yeah, you know, I I don't want to get angry commenters. Yeah, no misinformation if you can't. about things you don't know about. That's kind of the point (laughs) of the podcast, isn't it? (laughs) No. no. All right. Sorry. Continue, I like to try and... Admit when I don't know what I'm talking well, about. Yeah, I thought I did. <laughs> or when I know my sources are garbage. <laughs> also, sources wise, let's be real, we use Wikipedia in True. this household. <laughs> um, one of one my of the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then you can look on Wikipedia and see what their sources were. Now, Wikipedia is great. We stand by it. 
that's write well, your English whatever, papers. Using whenever Wikipedia. I wrote yeah. papers, I would use the sources that Wikipedia is yep. citing. Mm-hmm. Genius. <laughs> um, Someone went there more and more than me, just true. going on Google to find something. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the movie—not of the movie, but of the movie-watching experience—where Jason, in the middle of the movie, goes, "I don't get the appeal of any of this," and I was like, "Well, how are you feeling?" And he said, "Uneasy." We were <laughs> like, "You nailed it." Yeah, that as is, you said, it made you feel exactly point. how you wanted to feel. <laughs> yeah, like that is the point, my man. So what did you like, Jason? What did you think it did well? Hmm. I did like it a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason's like, I can't articulate why. I just did. I mean, I guess Vibes. the feeling. Yeah, it was just the vibe of the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, you're on something with the feelings, how it makes you like, feel, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they just had a good, solid character development, like a sub-two-hour movie, like, you know, complaints there. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you were going with, like, yeah, the Characters never really did anything too stupid. There's definitely a couple <laughs> moments where they definitely like didn't have the buddy system in place, which yeah, I feel like should be step zero of like investigating a haunted house. Never go anywhere alone, <laughs> but like I don't know. A what solid do I know? point. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, you yelled that when the cop went off on his own. You were like, "Why isn't he using the buddy system?" <laughs> uh, yeah. I also like how they kind of brought in all the cameras. Like they they, they took it serious that like they were investigating a haunting and like like just the way that they handled the whole movie was just believable enough to still have some fun with it but like i could buy it yeah i think the aesthetic of this movie that's what i was thinking about when you were talking about vibes i think the aesthetic of the movie is great i think it's shot really well and i think matt will probably elaborate on the shots so stylistically i think it's great i also just like love the costumes like the outfits are the outfits are awesome. Sick as fuck. The sideburns. The sideburns. Yeah, it's all just the like one guy's such shirt. Yeah, right out of the 1970s. Yeah. The bug. Or the the Volkswagen van. Oh yeah, 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 the van. Vibes. Yeah, vibes. they use Ryan Gosling's band song. That was actually my Dead favorite Man's part of the movie. Yeah. the Dead Man's Bones because we are Ryan Gosling stands in this household. Nice Go guys. Barbie. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Barbie's gonna be my new movie. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. Comes dating out. the podcast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, it is coming out tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I guess I can I gush about this now. Do yeah, I just go ahead. Me to go it's off? your turn, buddy. Um, yeah, this movie looks great. Especially, I'm mean, I keep comparing to Insidious because I was a little disappointed in it. It just like everything. You get the fun James Wan tricks. He doesn't throw too many in, but he does his little like stylistic stuff. Like there's a scene with uh, Lorraine feeling things in the basement, and they do this weird like 360 mm-hmm. shot around her as she's like kind of so focused in on what's happening that everything's black around her and all of a sudden everything else come, comes into like color and into, into view. Um, I think just overall it's shot great. And like I said, the, his his flares are not distracting. They they add to the film. I don't know how to describe his flares, but it's more just when he does some cool shots, spins the camera upside down, does some weird zooms. It, it adds to the uneasiness. The thing in the mirror, like right? When I was showing the person. I, oh, I, love, I love mirror shots. That, yeah. yeah. Love mirror shots. Um, I think the sound is much better and they let you sit in the fear without playing audio stings at you 24 Mm seven, which I think is good. They use them sometimes, but they use them at the right time. Um, And I could, I could probably talk about the way it looks all day. I I think the thing that really sells me is like I said before, this movie has heart and I like really care about the characters. Like you were saying, Jason. Um, And I think it also does this cool thing of where horror movies typically can't last 
more than 90 minutes. Even then, it's really difficult because horror is really best in short form or in video games, but that's another story. <laughs> um, and what this does to fix that, I think, is it does separate into three very distinct acts and a prologue. Prologue being Annabelle. Act one is very much your run-of-the-mill haunted house, families being haunted story, right? Act two is like the investigation, right? You get kind of the reprieve, the fun. It's still scary and you still have these scares, but they're all together. And act three basically becomes an action movie. Yeah. With uh, uh, an exorcism action movie. And yeah. it like ties it up like right when you would almost be getting bored with each act or each like they part change of the movie, it, it changes bit, just yeah. enough. And when you get to the action movie part, it is so fun. And I feel like that normally would be goofy as shit, but it works so well for me because everything else is built up at the point when they're like, Somebody's mom took the kids. Like, yeah, yeah, mom takes the kids. Yeah, like, totally oh, shit. I'm like, oh, yep. It, it, and they're so doing it all over again. And it's a race against the clock. But then they yeah. get there and they're like, no, we can't get a priest here in time. And then this hero shot and it's just like, I can do it. I can yeah. do the exorcism. And it's like, yeah, you fucking can. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I get so hyped. Sorry, I'm yelling. But uh, yeah, I get, I'm like all behind it. Like you said, he gets his hero shot, and that whole scene is like crazy or spitting blood, spinning around, and then it all gets kind of a neat bow. And you feel happy, you feel good about it. Yeah, it's I, I yeah, I don't know. I like I could gush. That's my my rant, but I think that's the big selling point. Is like there is something here for everybody. Not every type of mm-hmm. horror is touched, but multiple different types are, and it's wrapped up in a way that you care about the family and you care about both families. So, what's up? I'm talking. Can I talk (laughs) about? No, that's totally fine. Can I talk about what didn't work for me? Because you kind of brought it up. Yeah. I don't like the third act. Oh, interesting. I don't think, and it's mostly because I don't think it's scary, and I don't buy it. Damn. I think I wouldn't have the work not been done prior to like get me there, and I don't. I don't know if I can even describe what the work is. It's just it builds up to a point where I'm like, yeah. This I guess is, I mean, one my issue with like not buying it is that I don't exactly know why, but yeah, I agree with that 100. percent Like yeah. yeah, everything. Yeah, like the way they yeah they brought up the curse, the mom killing the yeah like yeah, possessing the thing. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Built to I just thinking about it as a real story. And I feel like I'm, like, about to bring, like, a demon into <laughs> my home by being, like, I don't know, but I don't know. It's just, like, extremely dramatic. And I oh, for sure. don't find it scary. Like, I don't find the last bit that tense. I think it's tense when she's, like, under the house looking for her daughter. And you see Bajin's real face. I think the actual bit where she's tied to the chair Is and that, they're trying to exercise I don't her. find it scary don't find either. It scary. I think it's fun. And I guess I just... Don't find it as fun. That's why you don't like Malignant. The third act of this is like most similar to Malignant. And I fucking hate Malignant. Like I (laughs) don't, Hmm. the vibes are not there for me. I don't know. I, 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 I understand. I respect your opinion. (laughs) Anything that detracts this movie, like points from this movie is probably the The third third act. act. Hmm. But where would you go? I feel like it's just the natural terminus. And also that's what, happened well yeah quotes. it didn't happen so. i wish it happened it's way cooler <laughs> <laughs> i will say there, there is one scare that mm. makes me kept me up at night with this movie that happens in act three and it's when he uh yells bob shiva's name and the mom turns and they do this weird jump cut right like where it's facing mm-hmm. and it's actually the the witch's face now and she just stares at him scares the shit out of me i like see that face in my head at night so they did a good job 
My favorite part, I will say my favorite part of Act 3 is when he goes, show yourself, and her face rips through the sheet. Oh, that's good, too. That was a good chat. That shit is good. Yeah. He does such a good job. Well, I I lost the actor's name again. Patrick Wilson. That's what I thought, Patrick Wilson. He is bomb in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, he's Like, he shows some of the fear Jason kept saying, like, oh, first time jitters. Oh, yeah, the first time after some jitters were bad. We were like, keep going, Ed. (laughs) Yeah. But he, he kept going through them. Oh, yeah, she stops talking. Movie. All right, yeah, pack it all. Yeah, up. We he did gives it, boys. Like straight kills. <laughs> I've been I've been ready to jump into themes, but I forgot we talked about that last. So <laughs> we'll get to that. Jason, is there anything that? And what are we? Hannah, sorry. Anything else that didn't work for you? Hmm. No, honestly, it was all just just Act Three. Yeah, I don't know what my problem is. I found that every time I watch this it's movie, corny. I like yeah. It's I guess it I is. just. But you can get away. You can get me. away with corny. If you do the groundwork, and I think everyone's no, threshold think is different. No, it does yeah. do yeah. the groundwork. That's why I don't get like it's what like, my problem. It's like why the the Batman is super. I love the Batman. Super fucking corny, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, but yeah. that movie is like so melodramatic, but you don't even realize it. But like some people didn't like it for that reason, right? Mm. I love that movie, but it is like kind of goofy. Yeah. But it's like kind of hidden. As yeah, the goofiness every, yeah. is hidden. This goofiness is also kind of hidden, but it's like it does that work. Um, but anything you didn't like, I feel like you got. I I I really, you know what? There were a couple times where I felt like um, the parents acting was subpar, Did and you I say can't parents tell. parents or parents not Ed and Lorraine and the, the parents yeah, the parents, parents. Of the okay. parent parents the children were fine. I thought mom was. Nailed it. It was in Act One early on. Okay. There were moments where I was like, "This seems like Hallmarky," and I don't know if that's what they were going for because it, it was supposed to be Happy Family. Yeah, I think. It and is. that was my only complaint. And then I said, "I'm going to be over this" because I know by the end they're kind of crushing. Third hmm. act, Mom is doing mom's, the work. Mom's doing a lot of work. At mom and Patrick. It's Wilson. Ron Livingston too. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. I really like him, and I kind of wish he had more to do in this. Yeah, as well. but he's I'm really sweet. He too. plays this like sweet dad. And, he's yeah. matching the vibes perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything, yeah, I can complain too much about. Um, the. I was going to say I kind of think the color is a little sa- or, uh, undersaturated again, but then they do these awesome shots with the five and – They do – yeah. They do great shots with um the five, like the matches and everything. I think everything. the, the really good, but yeah, the, the color negative scheme space is I feel like the color scheme yeah. kind of was dating it a little bit. I think so, I think too. I trying to contribute to like – It's better than the color scheme. Yeah. yeah. So I can't complain too much. Um it's tough because I don't feel like this movie gets a perfect 10 out of 10 for me, but I can't really say why. why? Yeah. Eh, you know how it is. It's in your top five. I'm, I'm yeah, I find, it, I find it just be so important to me and important to, like, the horror industry. Because mm-hmm. the movie had to make a ton of money, right? I don't know. I, I don't want to talk <laughs> in my ass again. <laughs> I'm I mean, not sure a ton, did. but I feel like it had to I think have. this and Insidious made bank. I mean, yeah. this had to have made bank for them to make how many more movies in the Conjuring franchise. Yeah, maybe. I spent nothing should, on the, the, you mean, sorry, you mean the 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 Warren Cinematic Universe? It's <laughs> called the. It's, it's, I think it's called the Conjuring Universe because not all of them have. The it was Warrens. also so dumb that they named the second one the Conjuring too. Whatever. Like I, the naming scheme, whatever producer well, made that happen. There's not anything idiot. in this movie that would lead me to believe the name would be the Conjuring. I just assumed that the, this, yeah. this was the Conjuring, and then the next one would be. Uh, whatever that the what was that haunting called? The haunting of I, I can't remember. The, it's in the UK, but. Enfield. Enfield, Enfield, Poltergeist. That's what it was. You'd call that one that. I, I don't know. No, I like call that it, they're connected. Call it a them. Warren story, it. Enfield, Poltergeist. A Warren story. It's not, it's not as fun. A war, uh, I think it's more fun. 
All right, so Two, the names. Sorry. The name, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, everything else, I don't think I have anything too much to complain about. Jason, anything you didn't like? Hmm. I don't think so, no, I mean. You hit all the notes for it. That's so I think, funny. I mean, I haven't seen very many horror movies, so, you know, I don't think it would take much to hit my, That's you know, fine. horror I movie thought, notes, but, I like, I thought it was Jason all... I thought Jason was going to outlogic the movie and shit-talk it. Uh, yeah, you bitch we... about movies. There were a couple of things. There's just the buddy system is really the main thing, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I like the, uh, the what was it, the thermometer next to the camera, shooting them off. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I Jason don't was just yeah. in on all of it. I was in, I'm, yeah. like, mad. We got to pretend was, like was a really shitty movie <laughs> because we're a movie what? we, like... He Wait. makes a good point, though, that uh-huh. you cannot logic it because they actually, for the most part, make good decisions. And I try not to bitch about movie logic because, like, they're trying to tell a story. I get it. People make bad decisions. So, but but this one, you're right. There's nothing to really be that mad about. Yeah, I mean, maybe just leaving the house in general. But, I mean, even the, the first thing they said was, oh, it's on you guys. It's not even the house. So, no matter where you go, it's not going to help. Yep. So, then yeah, they all got right. in the, uh, the one room in the house and we're just... Toughening it out on the first floor, so that was cool. Yeah. I feel like that has to be, again, I don't know much about, like, demonology, but I have, I know Ed and Lorraine have said that for a ton of cases, where they're like, you can't leave, the demon will follow you. <laughs> oh my god, they're such How is that maybe to keep them inside of that, to keep them in the house and keep <laughs> it going? Keep yeah, it. maybe. Yeah. I didn't think about that until now, holy mm. shit. That makes We gotta get away from that, because yeah. it ruins the whole theme talk, if we talk about the real, uh... <laughs> The real Ed in the Rain. All right. Favorite yeah. scenes? Uh, or favorite I do, scene per person? I do really love the wardrobe when she jumps off the wardrobe. I just like laughed hysterically. When the witch jumps off? Bob. Yeah. That shit. That whole build good. up. They said that, they set that up good. through the whole like first half of the movie too. It also brings me a lot of joy with all of the scenes with mom and the clap clap game. Hand clap. Yeah. When she's in the basement, and it, it's like, want to play? And then the hands come out and clap by her ear. The first time I, I saw that, okay. I lost my That was in all the trailers, marbles. too, and it was still horrific. At lo- I lost my marbles. And that, I remember that summer, you would do that to me all the time. <laughs> and it was fucked up. I used to do the cluck from, um, uh, what's it called? Hereditary, too. That really got you mad. Yeah. That's going to be that so obnoxious on the, on the <laughs> recording. Um, Jason, you got a favorite scene? Hmm. Uh, I was gonna say probably the one of when they when uh, Lorraine goes into the cross space and like finds all that stuff, puts the toy back, finds the noose. So the scene, the scene you screen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, one, that one hit me. I did also really like the one clap game where she plays with the uh, the one daughter and then the, the hands come out oh, of the, the wardrobe uh-huh. and do the yeah. So the other. The other clap scene clap. like that. I love that yeah, they that show was... it. They show the hands. They do. They don't, yeah, they're but... not cowards. They don't just have it in there. They ah, she's it. got the blindfold yeah. on, so you could. Yeah. You, could, you know, the actor isn't you know mm-hmm. seeing it, so you can see it. Yeah. What about you? I think mine, and this was weird because it stood out, and I wrote about it. We talked about what we were watching. Is when they're recording. The cop is running the old uh, mm-hmm. handheld, and they go to the handheld vision, and Ed has the like mic. And the audio of the movie goes oh, through yeah. the mic. And I don't know great. if it, it's I like it because I think that's just a really cool idea to do the the R audio as the same audio that they're hearing when he like kind of runs it along the pipes. And so you hear the water running through the pipes. He gets it near the that's furnace and you start hearing mm-hmm. that. And it's very dark and tense and kind of gives you a little found footage vibe, which like yeah. I only really like. I only lot. really like one or two found footage movies. I think a lot of them are gimmicky, but when they're done well, they're really Ooh. scary. 
Yeah, Wreck. Well, we got to talk about Wreck because I Wreck at some point is the best Final Fantasy movie. I can't wait movie. to break hmm. That movie is wreck. horrific. If you ever <laughs> want to watch that one, Jason. Um, but I, I don't know. Something about it was really clever, and like it always ends up them putting the danger behind the camera, which then makes me feel like the danger's behind me as mm-hmm. the viewer, which I've talked about before a lot because they're walking up the stairs and everything was behind, and mm-hmm. the piano starts making noise and they flip yeah. back around, and it's just mm-hmm. like you feel like you're part of the danger there. And I don't know if it's the scariest. I just think like from a technical standpoint, from a yeah. really, uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, I really enjoyed the microphone thing. And I like, I mean, it feels real. It feels like, you know, the real Warrens are there investigating the house and now you're along for the ride. Yeah. And that's really cool. So that's my fave. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that scene up because I had a lot of fun with that one too. Yeah. It's just neat. A whole film like that is tough to do. Except, except for except in Rack. Except for Rack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Rack is uh, Spanish film, Jason. It is okay. crazy. It's so good. They've been trying to remake it in the US and call it Quarantine, and it's not good. Mm. But Rack is. Oh, I didn't know that that yeah. was. Okay. Quarantine's an uh, American I guess it makes Rack. sense based off the name, but I wouldn't yep. have. Not nearly as good. Stop no, doing that. Stop doing aren't. American remakes. That's I'm so, so nervous dumb. for whatever train to Busan in America turns into since we don't have fucking trains. <laughs> we don't have high speed rail, which is like the entire point. Yeah. That's going to be something. We have trains, but it's going to be slow moving. Like They're going to be on SEPTA or whatever. Like. They're literally going to be in like the New York subway. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, Amtrak or some shit. Yeah. Like, that's at least a little high speed, right? 30th Street Station. <laughs> Some of them. I think that one trip gets a little fast. Yeah. Oh my they God. move it, but not like. Yeah, where are they going to go from train. New York to Philly? And, yeah, uh, that's going to be the whole movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> New York to Philly. That would be long enough. You know what? That's a 70 work. minute train ride, cool. 70 minute movie. If you go to New York during a zombie apocalypse, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> or Philly. There's yeah. nowhere to go. The yeah, only yeah. trains going are into the city. I guess yeah. I take them. <laughs> I guess that uh, would actually kind of work because the stops would be all in like rural New Jersey. Not rural, but like northern New Jersey, and it would be. Well, anyway. Time to talk about themes, purpose. What do you think the movie's trying to do, Jason? Oh boy. Um, Other than scare you. You can also, you can think about it. But for me, I think the movie's definitely trying to be propaganda for the war. (laughs) I I think this movie has helped rehabilitate their image so much because I did not know a lot of the shitty things that they've done or said. But like a lot of I'm people sure she who sold were in that time did. Uh, yeah, they definitely sold a shit ton of books. They made money off these. Well, she made money because he was deceased at that point. Um, and I think it definitely helped from the people who did know their name and had a lot of criticism of them. Obviously, this movie's going to make you like bring that back into light. The criticisms with the true, like if it's true or not. But I think at the same time, it really helps their personal image. The which problem is the tainted. movie rocks. So I like also. I'm no, like, I buy you it. You know what? I want this movie. And I, I am like, I I'm, you know what? That's them. fine. She can have her money because this movie's awesome. The movie's and I'm great. Happy and I exists. want them to be like, I want right. to imagine that they were in as much love as they're shown in the movie. Like, I love their fictional selves. Yeah. And that's, again, what I think is propaganda. Like, it, it worked for me. I had no, I wouldn't have had <laughs> any idea had I not like heard that on a podcast and then looked yeah. into it. Can I talk about mine a little bit? That's not my only thing. Oh, that's your yeah. only thing? No, okay. you, we'll jump you over jump me. In. I'll talk about themes a little because I think I'm not seeing too much like subtext into this that's like trying to tell too much of a story beyond. But I think, and I, I joke saying that family, family. is a big theme, but it, it really mine. is. 
And I think it's really good writing mm-hmm. to have the Warrens at a crossroads as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the family's at a crossroads, mm-hmm. right? They're in this shit situation. They need help. Their family is, like, not broken, but will be broken. And that's the whole point is they need to be, like, strong together. And the Warrens are in a similar spot. They're not doing – they're not helping families right now because Lorraine. they had they, Lorraine had a bad thing go on in that Exorcist. And they kind of ruined that in The Conjuring too. Yeah. But whatever. She had, like, a bad experience with an Exorcist, didn't eat or uh, – and, and locked herself in a room for eight days. And clearly, like, Ed is trying to protect her and is like, I – uh, like I need to do this without you, right? Like I need you to be alone so I can protect. Cause I he can't protect her, right? He needs her to just not be there. And they wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for the family having daughters, right? They have their own daughters. They've drawn to families because yeah. they want to fix it. And it doesn't really come until act three that they have their character arc where Lorraine is like, no, like you need me. We were put on this earth to do this together. And they, their that. family unit is now repaired, Right. Which they've been preaching that the whole time to ferry, repair your family unit. Oh, is it? I mean, at the end, now the yeah the haunting in their house, though. No, no, no. That was Bob Sheba that was haunting in their house. Yeah, from there, there she's fine. They like exercised her. Yeah, I mean, that's so the spirit that they that. later exercised. Mm. And then oh, basically, yeah, guess, yeah. the implication was because her necklace was in the yeah, and it's all just to make it link and. That definitely, yeah, but, okay. but that's yeah. probably Highly why is, is part of it is their daughter's in trouble because they, they are probably not around her enough because they're doing this, but also they're again, been put on this earth to help these other families, which they do. And I think that that's like what, that that's what ultimately defeats Bob Shiva, the witch is like the, they convince mom that family's important. Right. But also, and Lorraine come back together and like, are like, no, we have to do this together. And like, link back up and I think it's really well done and parallels everything very well and like that's I think another reason that act three works very well is because they have like that's kind of some of that groundwork right mm. that lays the, the family groundwork it's kind of like the Mission Impossible movies too you know? <laughs> you're gonna be talking non-stop about that until you see until I see the new one the new one <laughs> yeah no but for real that's like a there's a similar scenes in that movie Ethan's always trying to protect his uh Pull your tits, He's buddy. trying to protect his, his squad. I got to go into genre. it. He's trying to protect his squad. <laughs> and they, they can handle themselves. They work best as a unit. He's all... Yeah. That's what, what I'm saying. I think this movie is saying, and it might not be like deliberately, but is saying about gender. I was just thinking about that because Ed is very much trying to be like macho man, like... I want to protect you and all but this he's, shit. But he's wrong. But he's wrong. So I think it actually, I mean, Lorraine's a badass. No, Lorraine and is mom, a badass. Mom, Pam, That's what Aaron I'm Mom's saying, also a I guess, with the other family, the parents' family. Like, I wonder if there's anything there. His uh, mom is the one who's weekend and fragile. But then no, she's the one who has to overcome no, it, like, internally. Correct. You know? And it's, they originally say that they're going to go after the weak and fragile. And that's not true with this demon. This demon specifically. Goes after women. Or which specifically goes after moms to kill the child. Yeah. That's her whole thing. Um, so I don't think it. I don't I don't think it's. Deliberately, deliberately saying, saying mom well, is, like, weak. Yeah. But mom does overcome, right? Like, the yeah. whole thing is family is important. Lorraine helps her, like, see the family. Remember that happy day on the beach. And they are kind of actually broken now. Think about it because they've moved into this new house. The daughters are not all happy that they're there. Mm-hmm. Their life is a little bit tough, right? They've like tied everything up and they're like definitely at a crossroads. Um, a little bit, yeah. So I don't know if it's, it's also hard to make the first day of the scary start. So you yeah, know, we yes. see uh, the disarray of the family, you know, from their own causes. Pretty much the first day they get there, they start getting the bruises and stuff. So. Yep. It's kind of hard to tell what is the family being disjointed and what is just them not that is sleeping true. well. For sure. That is true. But, yeah. For sure. 
but the, the the demon's goal is to separate them. Yeah, right? and kind of. So that's why the the Warrens come in and fix the cars and help the kids <laughs> and like do that stuff because that's car that's what they say. Was so cute. Yeah. No, it's great. It's it's also really good. Yeah, yeah. A lesser director would have cut that out, or a lesser writer would have cut that out. But it's like it's critical to tell this story and make us buy everything else later. That's my thought. But that, that's the main thing I see is really that that whole family thing and the the parallels, which is why while I was watching this and I noticed that I was like, oh, they shouldn't have made any more of these because Ed and Lorraine's characters, not in real life, but their character story had their arc. Right, they kind of end up just retreading the same yeah, exact do. thing in the mm-hmm. next movie, but it, they've already had that. Man, like they've already yeah. gotten to that. They point. made money, and it was fun. And yeah. the second one is fun. it is scary, but from a storytelling and writing no, I standpoint, I don't think it's uh, Get that the right call. Bank. Oh, right, that's fine. Homies, I'm all about right. them getting that bag, but you know. Jason, you got any thoughts? Uh, no. I mean, he probably described. The plot better. Well, yeah, I don't know what the meaning of the. Yeah, I kind of went on a tangent. I didn't really sorry. get much from it. Then I don't know. It was a well, a lot. It was of a scary movie. They had a yeah. they had a monster and they got rid of the monster, <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's that's the yeah. text. Sometimes that is just what it's gonna be. Yeah, like you said, I don't see too much. I don't subtext. think there was too much more to it than yeah, that. Yeah, I don't uh, either. There are plenty that are, and that's okay. This one works. That's why I was asking about gender because I was kind of. I mean, I think most things inadvertently say something about generals. That's why I bring it up Definitely. a lot. Kind of hard not to. Like they could have had all sons. That, like, I don't think anything would have been different. Sure, I think it's more about like yeah. mom though, and like I, yeah, I don't know if I just see the power of the. Women. No, there's a lot of badass women though. Bathsheba's a badass woman. Queen's <laughs> a badass woman. Like sure, yeah. yeah. No, there is because I mean it is really about moms, and maybe yeah. that's because that's like a very sacred relationship Mothers. and family is like the the motherly figure, and maybe. Maybe it is saying women are badass, though, too, because clearly, like, moms are the head of the family, almost are the keystone of the family, mm. is more what they're probably saying. They hold everything together. And so Bathsheba just uh, trying to kill her seven-day-old baby is, like, a insane, crazy thing to do. You know, it's unheard of. So uh, that's probably the way I would read that. Hmm. I also, like, wish it would be easier to look into this real person. I guess I've tried before. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's too hard. old, and just because. Well, she was tried as a witch. I imagine they burned all that well, that's stuff the too. Thing is <laughs> that like the Salem witch trials and witchcraft. We've talked about this on the pod, and also we've studied it in school. A lot of people accused of witchcraft were just women. Being women's, well, she in the story so wasn't accused though. Yeah, she wasn't no. accused. Her but sister she was accused. Said of, that she is a witch. Yeah, she just said yeah. she was, and then and then killed herself and jumped from the tree. Right. Yeah, that's what's like. That is interesting. I'm like, I don't know. Are we stigmatizing? <laughs> I don't uh, know. It's probably better for it to be that. Oh, she was burned at the stake, or she was executed by. Yeah, I'm better. I I like it better than that. There's a movie went. that does that really well. Do you remember the autopsy of Jane Doe? Oh, that was good. That's a huge spoiler for that movie. I apologize. Uh-huh. I don't even remember. She that. ends up being a witch that wasn't a witch, but by them burning her at the stake and oh. like torturing her, it turns her into a witch. And so then she gets revenge Please. as the body. Spoilers Do you remember that? I'm sorry. Spoilers for Autopsy of Jane Doe. That movie 
it is mean and good and probably should watch it for this at some point too. Yeah. I forgot about I it. I don't really remember it, it besides it was scary. I I almost feel like that twist is actually a little bit lame, but also like works really well. I have to see it again. I don't want to say if I liked it or not. I feel like I did like it when I watched it though. We spoil everything on here, Jason. <laughs> we need to, we go right into it. We it's swear, we spoil. Fun. We don't talk about the plot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we spoil it. Well, I think we've have we hit everything? The last thing we have to cover is what do we rate this movie oh, out that's of right. 10? Unless, Jason, unless you have anything else that you want to touch on before we rate. No, I don't think so. It definitely exceeded my expectations. So yeah. Give, give a pitch that. to the people. They should watch it. Yeah, I mean, if you're not in the horror movies, yeah, give it a watch. It's, uh, it gets better in that sense, I guess, after the first half. Like the, uh, the nonstop horror movie feeling of unease goes away but yeah i think it yeah it does like wrap up in a band-aid that makes it very tolerable even if nice you're a bow. scary cat yeah well i was at 15 in the midst i'm like oh man two hours of this this is this is yeah intense. like this I'm is gonna fucked. be a lot yeah <laughs> but then like it wasn't like that's that. awesome but, yeah I'm which so is glad. which is good yeah if you don't hoard, just uh-huh. make sure you have a, a good blanket no, just just start and hoarding some earmuffs. it's worth it <laughs> horror movies are like nothing else it's worth it <laughs> It's hard, All right, though. ratings? Yeah. You want to go first? No, I don't. You want me to go first? I need to cheat by hearing your ratings. <laughs> I am going to give this a flat nine out of ten. That's mm. fair. And I can't tell you why. It just is. It just be like that. It's not a ten, uh, but it's quite good and really worth the watch, and I'd recommend it to pretty much anybody. So, Jason? That's me. Any yeah, thoughts? I was thinking eight and a half to nine. Like, I feel like I can't give... I haven't seen enough horror movies to give it a well, 10 out of 10. It, but ratings are bullshit, so that's why I say this every I time. I mean, I might have to make a, uh, you know, uh, I might have to change this rating in a couple of years if, if I see uh, some okay, more movies gotcha. and be like, all right, this is a 10 out of 10, <laughs> or maybe it's not that great. So what do you have right now? Eight yeah, like eight and a half to nine. Yeah. All right. A solid yeah. movie. I mean, that's, yeah, maybe a nine and a half technically, but like, uh, I'm keeping it a little uh, conservative. <laughs> and this is why ratings are bullshit. This <laughs> is a yeah. win in my book. I really... Wish we picked something stupider now for Jason. I no, really you'd never thought, get me to watch another horror movie. You gave I me something. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah Hannah now you gave me something good. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, maybe there is actually some yeah, uh, yeah. some appeal to this genre of movie. <laughs> so <Fair laughs> that's great. I'm gonna give it a nine point three. Whoa, you outrated me. I'm shocked. <laughs> no, it's a really good movie. It is very good. I still. I just think Midsummer. I gave a ten. Is I like, don't remember what I gave anything, and frankly, like I cannot tell you if what I gave was accurate. Uh-huh. Like not accurate because it's subjective. But if I made my top five horror movies, I can promise you that there will be things that I rated lower than a nine in my top five. That's reasonable. Like you just get be that. like yeah, yeah, just like that. And Midsummer would not be in my top five. All right, it just wouldn't. Damn. R.A.P. Great movie, <laughs> but it wouldn't be. This would. Maybe be in my top five. Midsummer's definitely in my top five. I know that. But all right, that wraps it up. Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, all right. So I'll sign off. Right. Thanks for uh, joining. I'm Matt Hanna. I'm Hannah. I'm Jason. And thank you uh, for watching or listening. listening. Whatever we do. Here. <laughs> Have a good night, We're not everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
If you like the podcast, please leave a positive review on your favorite podcasting app. Happy hauntings. Happy hauntings.